We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We're the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. I've got Taylor Peterson along with me tonight. Happy almost NBA day. Hey, we're uh, 48 hours away, buddy. Less than that now because we're uh, yep. recording this at, in, at the, what, I guess like 9.30ish uh, p.m. Yep. Central Standard Time. So we're even less than that. We almost are on our away. way. I am ready, man. I mean, 48 I ready, hours man. away from Thunder basketball, but uh, t- like 24-ish from actual NBA basketball yep. preseason. It is almost here. Uh, excited for it, man. I'm really excited for too. it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a different season. It's going to be a weird season, but we're kind of getting used to weird. But hey, Taylor, there is a chance that by the time the playoffs get here, enough people have put a needle in their arm and got injected with a vaccine that we that can we maybe might have, be together have in social environments. That is yeah. a weird thought. 
We can maybe all get together in OKC to watch some finals games together. Physical, social interaction? And I don't have to worry about you guys getting me sick. <laughs> or me getting you uh, guys that sick. Would, that would be so... There's nothing I want more than to be in the peak for a, I mean, playoff game. It's not going to happen for a little while. But <laughs> <laughs> to be back in the peak um, and just have fans packed in there, everybody's not at risk and everything's fine and you get to just be super excited to uh cheer on this thunder team and and just get back to somewhat normal life uh Living like life, you said man. hopefully we're getting close hopefully we're getting close yes. but uh Fingers until then I'm, I'm proud of the thunder for for making the right decision and um you know i just i just hope that this nba season you know we're talking about it starting but how long can it go? I just, I really hope we don't have a, a multiple like small pauses in play because you know so many players from so many teams test positive and um, teams don't have enough players to play against the other team. And I just, I really hope that we can keep it under control. Um, you know that players can step up to the huge and honestly maybe unfair responsibility. But all that to say, I just uh, hopefully we can make through make it through this NBA season w- without having to do another bubble or something. Definitely. Uh, it does give you a little bit of pause with guys like James Harden who live in the club. Right, right. Li- and I, I think licking, spotted. licking stripper poles, but <laughs> what can you do, man? What last can spot, I think we do? talked about Otto, Otto Porter Jr. on Halloween, like pouring, you know, booze into girls' mouths and just... Yep. There's going to, be, going to be players doing that. I just hope there's enough players doing the right things that, um, you know, Bouncing you out. have enough bodies to actually play NBA games. Exactly. Well, Taylor, we're going to talk a little bit about the Thunder. We definitely got to touch on Harden. And then we are finishing up our season previews. Uh, we're doing the Western Conference tonight. Last year, we, last year, last week, we did the Eastern <laughs> Conference. Uh, so if you all have not listened to that episode yet, highly encourage you to go back and re-download that. Taylor and I went through all 15 Eastern Conference teams rather quickly uh, and ranked <laughs> I was them gonna one say, through 15. Don't judge me. I was very unprepared there. I was like, uh, <laughs> I got to, uh, I think I got my first eight in. I was like, oh, wait, the Wizards just traded for uh, Russell Westbrook. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> it's just, yep, so, it's crazy. But it, it was a good episode. This week we are doing very. the Western Conference uh, because this Sunday we will be doing our annual NBA bets. The whole pod will be on. We'll do our NBA bets. We got to we got to look at last year's bets and really get squared away because Justin still owes me a pizza. I think I owe Nick a hat. Um, Nick owes me a sandwich. I owe Connor a, a SpongeBob outfit to work. So, someone, but I owes don't owe else. you a crazy hairstyle, which is I was That's really true. worried about. I end up making making it out. <laughs> Somebody owes someone some craft beer. We have a lot of bets to pay off, so we need to get that squared away because we are placing bets this coming Sunday, the following Sunday which is like that following Sunday, that's the Sunday before Christmas, and it's like five, uh, three, two or three days before the start of the season, uh, we will be doing our massive Thunder season preview. So we'll touch on the Thunder tonight just a little bit, uh, but we'll hit our, our deep dive Thunder season preview here in about a week and a half. Another programming note for our listeners. We've been doing a podcast every Thursday morning and Monday morning for you guys. Uh, that is about to shift. The Sunday night slash Monday morning show is still on. Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Central. We are live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can come hang out, watch the show live. If you miss it, it gets dropped in podcast form every Monday morning. But besides that, we are dropping the Thursday morning show in place of post-game pods after every single Thunder game. We've already got the schedule. We've already got the games divvied up. 
So instead of getting your typical hour-long Thursday morning show from us, you are now going to get 20 to 30-minute post-game podcasts after every game, and then the typical Sunday night live show, which drops as a podcast on Monday morning. So make I'm sure you so are subscribed. Ready for post game pods. Oh yeah, Can't wait. make sure you subscribe wherever you get your pods at. Uh, follow us on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. That's where we stream the shows live on Sunday night. So if you want to come hang out one Sunday night at nine o'clock, uh, chat hoops with us in the, in the chat. We we try to answer all of your questions. Uh, if you miss it though, make sure you're subscribed to the pod. That way you can get all of the post game podcasts and the Sunday show in podcast form. Taylor, let's jump into Thunder Camp. The Thunder have been in Thunder training camp. camp for a while now. Um, it looks like Al Horford and Teo Maladon have not joined camp yet because they have to pass COVID protocol stuff, so they're in the process of doing that. Hopefully they will join the team for practice, maybe on Thursday, hopefully on Friday before their preseason game on Saturday. But you've right. got some quotes from camp that, that we thought we would touch a little bit on. Why don't you throw some of those out? Choose whichever one you want. We can start wherever you want. Choose one of the quotes that we've gotten from camp that you find interesting, and let's talk about it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to throw a little pot, plot twist into this, Jacob. First and foremost, we finally got a training camp roster today. And oh, there you today, go. Yeah. Like only a couple hours ago, um, because there's been so much action with OKC between signing players and, and waving players. And um, I, if it's okay with you, Jacob, I kind of want to start there because I think it's important to discuss why maybe Pressy is doing that. Um, none other than friend of the podcast, Keith Smith, it has brought up some really good points. Um, bringing in these players, like you know the Josh Gray and uh, Cheatham and guys like that from the the Stephen Adams trade that they brought in, and then they waived. And then you have some other guys as well. Um, I'm trying to remember there was that um, <laughs> that center. Gosh, I can't remember where he was from. Do you remember Jacob, the kid who like scored like 90 points in an international game? Oh, are you talking about that Yurtsevin guy or yes. somebody else? Yes, no, 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 that guy. You have all these guys that are coming in, and, you know, they're officially, you know, being quote unquote signed to contracts by OKC, and they're officially being waived. That's all to get uh, their rights for the OKC Blue G League team. So the Thunder will have. I, I'm not entirely sure how the, the specifics works, but essentially they have their rights to be able to sign them to a G League contract. And I think the when, when they sign them to these uh, these deals with the Thunder. Their agents are under the impression that it's a a OKC Blue contract, right? That they're going to a G League contract, and so it, it's pretty much um, confirmed. I think that those players will be playing with the OKC Blue, which is really interesting because uh, you know there will be some interesting talent that will be coming through the the Blue this year with some of the guys that we just mentioned, and I I know there's many others that I just don't even have listed out here. But with all that being said, the Thunder officially have 20 players on their roster. If you include the two two way guys in um josh hall and he is the kid from the prep school who was going to go to and i can't remember now off the top of my head he was committed to a uh, a d1 school decided to do like a, a prep school year and then came straight out of there into the draft went undrafted and he has a lot of a lot of talent i'm a, I'm a big fan of josh hall and then you also have a uh, moses brown and moses is from ucla He's a center, seven foot one. Um, I think he's very raw, but I think the the skill set is potentially there. Just you know, two guys that the Thunder really want to take a gamble on. So I found those two interesting. But you know, now um, this is with the Al Horford trade that officially went through on Tuesday. Uh, we brought in Al Horford, sent out uh, Poirier and Ferg, 
and uh, Danny Green. So that that helped out with this this roster construction. But before the official season starts, we're going to, going to have to get rid of two of these contracts, Jacob. So my question for you, I'm not sure if you have this list up, but if you had to guess, who would be your two players that probably aren't going to be on this roster when training, oh, sorry, when training camp finishes and the regular season begins? Uh, I'm getting the list right here right now. So it's interesting. Sorry, like, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, first off, so there's 20 people on the list. Two of those people are two-way players. So there's correct. technically 18 contracts. They have to be down to 15 by the time the season starts, correct? But that, that includes two ways, though, according Fif- to Keith Smith. The 15 includes two ways? Or sorry, maybe the 15 doesn't. Uh, Is sorry. it 15, 15 plus does two not, two ways? 15 plus a two ways. Um, okay, the, so the 20 for three your training have camp, to get- do, the, those 20 do include two two-way slots yeah i think that's right so that means three people off this list have to get cut Assuming uh, you're talking you two-way contracts yes yes um so if i'm picking three players on this list that are going to get cut i think the thunder would like to trade trevor ariza for like nothing in return and cut a guy i don't think that's going to happen so if i'm just picking from this list as far as cuts not trades uh, Kenrich Williams out. That's what um, I was thinking. Isaiah Roby, I think. He's I think Isaiah Roby has to be one of them. He'll be on the OKC Blue, um, and just won't be on a Thunder contract. The last one's interesting. The last one Who is, is interesting, it? and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head because my guess is that um, you probably try and trade like either Trevor Ariza or even George Hill as much as I think they would like to keep George Hill for a limited amount of time. Uh, if you could trade one of those guys and attach a contract like a uh, Darius Miller, he actually makes like I think $7 million now after he was signed <laughs> because of that that uh, Stephen Adams trade, but he's even like older than I am. Uh, Darius Miller is not a player who I see long-term with OKC, so instead of just waving and stretching that contract, again, actually today was the last day that you could uh, officially wave a player and stretch a contract out through multiple seasons. Um, so now the Thunder would just have to waive those players. So because of all that, I could see them packaging like a Trevor Ariza and a Darius Miller or a George Hill and a Darius Miller, getting one player in return and assets, obviously. Yeah, doing a two for one. Like you said, right, exactly. And then you can wave another player like an Isaiah Roby and um, can be right at your 15th player mark. But it's going to be interesting. Okay, let's say they can't make a trade. Yep. If they can't make a trade, you have to cut three. Kenrich Williams, Isaiah Roby. Who's the third? Is it Mike Uh, Darius Darius Miller is who I would go with i think you can use that, that's Muscala. a lot of He's money to cut the team it, it that's that's the biggest thing right it's like that that is a lot of money um i mean assuming that those two ways that you want to keep those two-way players i'm going through the the roster i think they want to keep tj leaf i think they want to keep ty jerome i think they want to keep both of the jacksons uh but maybe it is one of frank i i, I think frank makes it i think he makes it through i, I think frank they, makes it too had, they've had interest in him for a long time nick's gonna hate me saying this Admiral Schofield has to be on that list, right? I I think like not he on the does. cut list, like on the possibility list. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think he also feels that uh, sorry falls in that same exact tier as like a Frank Jackson does. Where um, yes, if, if if push comes to shove, you do. But I think they I think they made that trade because they want Schofield. You know, they he even mentioned Schofield. And this is a good transition now, Jacob, I guess, into our quotes. Um, Schofield mentioned today in his media availability, his first since he was traded to OKC, one of the things he mentioned is being um, 
uh, you know, it, going through draft workouts with the OKC Thunder and Dagnall kind of leading those draft workouts. And so the Thunder have been interested in him for a while, as they have Frank Jackson, as we know. So I feel like those two are pretty safe bets to make it um, through training camp. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I think that's fair. And I think it's interesting. I was just saying like, you, somebody that probably shouldn't be on that list has to be on that possible cut list. You know, there's just something's at some point has got to give. Um, but no, I, I think that's fair. I think that's interesting. Um, It's going to be tough. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, similar talent levels, I think throughout this roster, like a guys with, with promise, if they get the right opportunity and you're going to have to quickly and limited time frame because of this season try and pick the right guys to really kind of take a gamble on so it'll be interesting to see what Presley decides definitely for sure um you had a quote about poku that i want to talk about which can kind of transition us to what we're expecting for this preseason game coming up on saturday at 6 p.m central time against the spurs we will have a post game pod after that one by the way um but what was said about poku at camp taylor yeah so uh this is from our own crane nba he he put this on our um, uncontested Twitter account, and there were many other um, accounts who were following this and quoted this as well. But um, he was asked, I believe by Andrew Schlecht of Downton Dunk, was asked where uh, Poku is getting his his reps on the defensive end so far. And uh, Dagnall answered, Dagnall answered, quote-unquote, most of his reps have been on wing so far, um, on the type of guys that Poku has been guarding to this point. And he did kind of follow up with a comment around, you know, although he could end up being in a big, it sounds like they're focusing on perimeter skills. Uh, but I found that interesting, Jacob. It, it very much seems like Poku is going to be practicing with the wings, which makes sense. And that's kind of something that I think you, I, you and I, um, Nick, um, others have kind of mentioned on this podcast that we we see the skill set to be kind of catered more towards a wing rather than a big because Poku just he's a have three man. Yet. I'm telling you, he's a three. He's going to be no, a small I, yep. forward, a wing in the league. He's not going to play big. I don't think he'll ever play center. Uh, maybe ever. in five or ever. six years when he puts on a lot of weight, <laughs> he can play like, quote unquote, like modern or small ball center, even though he's not small, he's really tall. I mean, playing Chris right. Stapps, Porzingis at center is kind of playing small ball center, you know? And I see Poku being more in that mold. Uh, I agree he's with not, you there. He's not going to be a, um, you never want Poku with his back to the basket, I don't think. And I think the the biggest thing for Poku is, I mean, he just he has so much offensive skill, um, to the point that I think it's just it's so unique that he's going to be able to do things at the NBA level on the offensive end, but on the defensive side of the ball, I'm really concerned about him guarding smaller threes, uh, more you know athletic, uh, stronger threes, right? And even more so, like you said, Jacob, um, even if he's playing power forward or center. That worries me. I, he's he's going to get bullied quite a bit when he's playing when he's on the de- defensive end, and he's really going to have to, like you said, put on size, uh, gain strength, and uh, really focus on the defensive fundamentals because he has all the skills on the offensive side of the ball to be successful. No, I totally agree. Um, he he's going to have to make up for that lack of size early on with his length, for sure. Uh, but over time, I think he's going to put weight on. He will be okay. I think he'll be okay to kind of. Sometimes guard those bigger kind of guys. I don't think you want him doing that regularly, though. I think the end goal is to have him be more of a perimeter-oriented player. And and like I said, I don't think you want offensively, I don't think you want him with his back to the basket very often. I think you want him facing up, using that dribble, using that vision, using that ability to shoot over anybody in the league. Uh, we talked about this. Minus the weight, 
the height and the wingspan, he is Rudy Gobert size. He is oh, Rudy yeah, Gobert, absolutely. but can handle, can can has great court vision, can pass, and can shoot the shit out of the ball. So you don't want that kind of guy back to the basket. You want him faced up and attacking. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be interesting for him. Uh, he's drawn some comparisons in camp to an early Darius Baisley, which I think is very encouraging. And one thing, uh, just more quotes, you know, on, on this topic, Jacob. Something that uh, Dagnall mentioned in some of his previous media avail- availability is uh, getting Baisley uh, more comfortable with handling the ball. Not that he's uncomfortable doing it, but just kind of continuing to uh, refine those skills. And uh, I, I think they do want to play potentially more quicker um you know push the pace kind of offense which i love i mean can you imagine just like basely just ripping a rebound and then just taking it full court and just they have a lot of guys that can can grab and go yeah i mean if if you have a a line and maybe this is something we can talk about but you know starting lineups um even secondary lineups there's just so much potential uh, so much versatility with this lineup already and it absolutely is not in final form right like george hill was not very likely to finish the season with OKC. Neither is uh, Horford. You know, uh, and, and then you you're going to add to this team and to this roster over the next couple of seasons through the draft. And I just think there's going to be going to be so much versatility. Not something that Presti and Dignall are really going to focus on. Um, you really can build this team in a lot of different ways, and that's really exciting. And I think this season is kind of step one to that, right? Um, and one hundred percent ripping that rebound yeah right right and, and going and handling the ball like that's that's exciting it's the league itself very clearly is trending towards positionless basketball and guys that can do multiple things and that's what the thunder have started to prioritize in this rebuild already shea fits that mold shea can play one two three he can guard one two three Darius Baisley, we've seen him play three four and five and guard all those positions we've seen him switch on to guards Pokashevsky fits that mold as well, right? They're they're Three kind of they're, yeah, they're they're building Schofield. Yeah, they're building this team that has massive versatility. And then you look at the 2021 draft. We've talked about this, you and I, Taylor, specifically before. Cade Cunningham can play point guard, can oh play off gosh. ball, is big enough to guard one through four in the league. You got a guy like Evan Mobley out of USC who's a center but who can face up, who can dribble, who can get to the hoop, who can shoot Speaking threes. Speaking of ripping can, rebounds and pushing yeah. the transition, I literally watched a transition play of his last night. He's he actually freaking good, man. But yes, he, he ripped a rebound good. and took it coast to coast up seven foot two, which is like, yeah. oh my gosh. You got a guy he, like Jalen Suggs who could play the one, the two, the three, and a little bit of three in the league, right? The, these guys that are versatile and can do lots of things, who can dribble, who can pass, the Thunder are already in that mode of collecting those types of players. And I think you're only going to see that continue, especially into the 2021 draft. And so those are the types of guys they're looking for. With that being said, Taylor, give me one or two things that specifically that you are looking for in this first preseason game. Uh, Oh, whenever preseason game, you do do you have there? Do you have the, who's doing the post game for the first preseason game? Do you remember? Well, here's the uh, unfortunate part that we didn't get to talk about. Uh, pre-podcast, Jacob. You have it. Was, you're not going to do it. I was originally signed up. However, my wife is in a wedding on Saturday, and which means I have to go. Um, <laughs> I All right. Well, I already signed that. up to co-host with you, so I guess I'm solo potting that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's um, all right. 
yeah, it's going to be a COVID wedding. And it's it's going to be kind of weird, but it's two very good friends of ours. And anyways, um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss the first preseason game. I'm going to have to come home and watch it later that night. Um, but with that being said, a couple of things that I'm looking for for this preseason game specifically is kind of tough. Um, I think you have the obvious ones that I won't touch on nearly as much, but just briefly mention Shea being the primary ball handler. I'm really curious to see that starting lineup because I think that's going to uh, kind of give us an idea on how uh, Dagnall is planning to to uh, distribute the ball handling duties, right? Like, are we going to see him kind of favoring the youth? Or is he going to um, try and stagger like George Hill and and SGA kind of like he did Chris Paul and SGA, or sorry like Billy did uh, Paul George and SGA last season? It's going to be going to be really interesting to see how he, he Dagnall incorporates these vets um, if he really uses them kind of like he uh, like uh, Billy did last season, or if it's going to be more of like a, let's see what we have with our youth and um, hopefully the vets will just be around for leadership purposes, right? Uh, I think that's going to be really interesting to me. The, the lineups, um, how SGA handles being the, the main ball handler throughout the preseason, um, the minutes dis- distribution, but also the starting lineup, Jake. And I, I wanted to ask you this. What are your thoughts? Um, again, if, if the Thunder is kind of favoriting uh, and, or leaning towards going towards youth development, um, they've talked a lot about Hami over the, over. A bunch of you know we, we talked about uh, some of these training camp quotes right talked a lot about homie homie continues to kind of get favoritism i feel like over the the past couple of seasons you know he keeps uh, battling for a role in training camp so does homie get that position or do you throw in george hill and it's more of a um a, a competitive starting five i guess is, is the question i have i i could see it being like shay dort hill Basley Horford as the starting five, but Hami being your your first guy off the bench and getting starter like minutes. Okay. And then what about Poku? Do you think he comes in fairly frequently? Because again, what do you have to lose this season? Yeah. Does so does that so happen the, later in the season? That's my line? that's my two things to watch in this first preseason game. Number one, uh, well, not in any specific order, but one would be Poku. Like, what the hell is he? What does he look like? What does he do? Because we. We think we know this dude played like tier B Euroball. We don't know. Right. Right. We don't know. He could come in and look like garbage. He could come up and straight up give the Spurs buckets. Like we don't know. So I'm interested just to see who the hell this guy is. And then I'm interested to see Shea's playmaking. Right. Last year, Shea did not get a ton of opportunities on ball in pick and rolls to make decisions. That was the Chris Paul role. Shea is now the number one distributor on this team. What does that look like? And can he develop into that? And can he accept that role? Because um, that's a big job. That's a really big job. So those are the two things I'm looking I like forward that. to seeing. I like both of those. But on and, the on the second point that you made, like in the bubble, when the bubble first started, we saw Shea trying to make that step. And it looked really good at times, but it also looked a little uncomfortable. And like you said, Jacob, you've mentioned this a lot of different times on our podcast. Ever since Shea started in the bubble, you could see those flashes of Chris Paul. Like he oh, yeah, Re- reading the backside help defender to see if the weak side corner three is open or if you're going to the roll man. He knows how to read those things. I think it's going to be the process of, I know how, how to do this. How do you this. refine those skills? Now, can I put it in practice? It's like, here's an Especially example. Chris there. <laughs> yeah, and this might be a really shitty example. I don't know. And uh, But Taylor, I don't even know if I've told you this. 
I have started playing uh, disc golf, frisbee golf. Have you, you ever played? You haven't told me this. No, no, I have. Um, not regularly, but I ha- actually have friends who do play regularly. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I, I've been really enjoying it. My dad used to play all the time, so he and I have been going out and playing on the weekends. That's really cool. And I watch YouTube videos of these guys showing you like how to throw the Frisbee to, to make it. Flick like, of the wrist, Jacob. Flick make of the it wrist. do what you want it to do, right? <laughs> and I know how I'm supposed to throw the Frisbee, right? I'm supposed to like cross my legs on the, on the run up on like the tee pad. I'm supposed to pull my arm back and then break my elbow as I pull it forward. I'm supposed to keep my, my wrist flat. I'm supposed to flick it off. I'm supposed to hold it a certain way. I know how to throw the Frisbee. But whenever I go out and actually try to throw the frisbee, I throw the goddamn thing in the lake, right? And it doesn't look good at all. It's a process. And sometimes I go out there and I throw it really good. And sometimes I go out there and I throw it really bad. Speaking but, of golf, that sounds like my, my <laughs> golf swing. But well, over yes, the, the course, you. my dad and I have been playing for like a couple of months now maybe. Over the course of time, I'm getting better and better. I can see the improvement. That's what it's going to be with Shea with with being the primary ball handler and the primary creator on this team. We say this all the time, and, and this is a total prestigism. Growth isn't linear. You're not going to go directly up. There's going to be ups and downs and, uh, and ebbs and flows. Failure is the engine to success. Oh, my God. That's the most presty quote ever. I love it. Presti, presti and Yoda are one. 100%. <laughs> so... We're going to see Shea have nights where he has like 10, 11, 12 assists making every good read, and you're just like, holy shit, the light bulb is on. It's happened. And there's going to be games where he makes tons of awful reads, and we're like, oh, God, he's awful. Trade him now. I'm not going to say that. Seven Someone turnovers. Will say that. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. The goal is over time, between December 22nd or I guess December 12th for that first preseason game, and April or May, do we see him progressing and getting better? I'm excited to see on Saturday where that baseline is at. Right? I agree with you. Saturday's the baseline. And then I want to look at it. We're going to watch the ups and downs throughout the season. But then in May, I want us to compare Saturday to May and say, how much has he gone up? How much has he grown? Right? And I'm not even sure this this offseason obviously has been so condensed. We've heard a lot of quotes about that, a lot of questions about that, and different media availabilities across the entire league. Um, more so like preseason game two, preseason game three. Um, some of the later preseason games, as they're gearing up to playing actual games, when we start to see actual regular season minutes, we see more of a rotation start to form. That's going to be really interesting to me as well. And um, I'm going to say this because I'm, I'm going to use some of these for our bets on Sunday's podcast. But and, you know, this is a season where obviously I think Shea's going to shine. And like you said, he's going to fail as well. But um, you're going to have guys like Lou Dort have a game like he did in Game 7 against Houston where he drops 30-plus points a couple different times. I think we're going to see Frank Jackson <laughs> coming from the New Orleans Pelicans. He had a game, uh, or sorry, a career high this past season with them, 30-plus points. We'll probably see a couple of those games from Frank. Um, you might see Schofield just look like Lou Dort did last season. you know. And I, I, I think we're going to see some of these players just show flashes. But one thing that I think um, Royce Young mentioned a podcast I listened to recently uh, was a really good way to put all this. Is some of it's fool's gold, so you have to be careful. But at the same time, Jacob, like like you mentioned, guys like Baisley, Shea, Dort, um, this is a really good way to kind of put them in the fire and see what they're capable of. And I think there's going to be a lot of fun to root for this season. Definitely. It's all about progression. It's all about growth. So we can look at Shea and Bays 
from the beginning of last season to to the jump they made before the shutdown. They both progressed pretty well. Uh, then from then into the bubble, a guy like Baisley and Dort we saw made a jump, right? They progressed again. Now it's going to be interesting to see from the bubble to now, has there been growth? And then over the course of this season, from the beginning of this season to mid-end of this season, do they make a jump, right? So it's about looking at these spurts of time and seeing how much they grow. That's what this season is going to be based off of, not wins and losses. Absolutely. But you bring up a really good point just really quickly um, about the short term. It will be fun to see Baisley, Shea, and Dort specifically, uh, the jumps that they've made since the bubble and heading into uh, the beginning of the regular season and a shortened offseason. I think that's a really good point, Jacob, that you mentioned and something that us Thunder fans should look forward to. Um, It's either going to be really tough to begin with, maybe for a guy like Baisley coming in as a starting power forward who is still trying to gain strength and uh, continue to gain experience. And it could be really, really good for a guy like Ludor or, or SGA and vice versa. So I'm, I'm really excited about that as well. Really Definitely. Good and, that you made there. and anything in life, I don't care if it's um, in your family. I don't care if it's in your job. I don't care if it's wherever. With added responsibility comes an added maturity and an added like dedication to your craft. Easy right? there, Sam Presti. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> these these three young guys have been basically told now, um, both through words and actions, we are handing you a much bigger responsibility on this team and with this franchise. I'm the captain now. Yeah, and, and it's going to be interesting how those guys respond to that, right? It's like, Taylor, no, if you, you go into exactly work right. and they say, hey – we, Taylor, we think you're really good. We're moving you and promoting you up and giving you this more important position. You have to raise your game now at that position, right? It's the Absolutely. same thing for Shea. It's the same thing for Lou. It's the same thing for Bays. And so it's going to be interesting to watch how they respond to the new responsibility that has been given to them. Not given to them, but the, the franchise that the organization believes they have deserved, right? They've earned this. Now we're going to put you in that position, and we want to see how you respond to that. I think these are three very mature young men uh, who are going to step up. Absolutely. I, I agree completely. And that doesn't mean they're going to, to your point earlier, Jacob, they may all not do this immediately. But I think over time, and like you said, come the end of the season, I think we will be very pleased with the uh, the progress of SGA, Baisley, Dort, but also some of these other players as well. Um, there's going to be some Frank Jacksons and some Admiral Schofields and um, some Teos, some, some Teos, some, exactly. Some Pokus, yeah, exactly, yeah. That emerge. Uh, All right, well, Taylor, we got to get on to uh, projecting and previewing the West. Before we do that, though, let's tell our listeners about our sponsors. 2020 has reshaped how we work. 2020 is almost over. I think we're all happy about that. But businesses across the globe are still challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. And Indeed, they're here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. It's according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly for your job so you can focus on hiring the person you need to get your business going. Unlike other hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your happy, hiring, not happening, over your hiring. That way you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time 
There's no long-term long-term contracts. Things are very beneficial for you at Indeed.com. And now, their new way of matching you with a candidate instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes match your job criteria. That way, you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, you can make a hire, and you can move quickly. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. It's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide are using Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering a free $75 credit to boost your job post. That means more people will see it quickly. Try Indeed out with your free $75 credit. All you have to do is go to indeed.com slash bluewire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now again to indeed.com slash bluewire. But hurry, you're running out of time. The offer expires December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing, as is college basketball, and the NBA, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, is about to start up as well. And you might not be at a game this year, or the first part of this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. In fact, we're about to dive into the Western Conference NBA teams. They're over and unders, and we're going to be using our friends over at BetOnline uh, to, to go through that segment. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Taylor, just like last week, we are previewing the second half of the NBA teams. Last week we did the East. This week we are doing the West. To let our listeners know how we're going to do this, I am setting a timer on my phone right now. I'm not going to let the timer actually go off because it's the same timer that I think all of us have for our uh, morning alarm. And it'll so we'll get PTSD every yeah, time Yeah, it'll all give us off. PTSD, and, uh, and we don't want that. So I'm setting the timer for two and a half minutes. We're going to go alphabetical through the West. I'm going to hit start on the timer. I am going to tell everybody where the team ended last season at. You're going to tell them the betonline.ag projection for next year, the over-under. I'm going to make a quick run-through of additions and subtractions to the roster. You're going to correct me when I inevitably screw it up. <laughs> no you and I there. are both going to give a very quick uh, thought on that team. And then we're going to state where we think they end the season at in the Western standings 1 through 15. All of this that in two brutal, and a half Jacob. minutes. It was so brutal. Oh, I was the, like the going, East was I so much like easier four than this. Times. Ugh. And the East, I just did it on the fly. I'm going to be real honest. Like, <laughs> like, like I said, I kind of forgot about like Washington Wizards trading for us. But like tonight, I'm going through. I'm just like, ooh, Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's you do ready it. For, ready for spaghetti? Do we want to put some background Always. music on while we do this? Or do you just want to do it normal? Hey, that's up to the uh, the host and the DJ. The DJ? I'm all for it, though. I still have our Christmas beat. We can't play that yet. <laughs> We're close, though. We are so close. All right, I've got laid back 
uh, hip hop bed, and I have the West Coast hip hop bed. Which Ooh, one do you want? I love me some West Coast. Let's go West Coast, West Side. Love it. Sound good? Let's do it. Sounds good to me. We'll see if this lasts as long as uh. Oh, it's not even gonna work because I gotta go off to start the timer. <laughs> oh well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, sorry back. guys, you don't get the West Coast beat as we go. Taylor, let's start. Uh, and three, two, one, blast off. We got the Dallas Mavericks first. The Mavericks ended last season seventh in the West. They were forty-three and thirty-two, a fifty-seven percent win rate. What are they projecting next season? Year? Yes. What's their next so, season look like? They uh, bet online. .ag has them at 42 and a half wins. Again, that's going to be a shortened season of 75 games total. 72 games. They're 72, sorry, yes, 72 games. So they have them going 42 and 30. Correct. That's a pretty good uh pretty good one percentage. Uh they that's drafted a tough over under too. Yeah. They they well they didn't draft. They made a draft night trade for Tyrell Terry and for Josh Richardson. I uh, love that. They bring back Willie Colley Stein. They bring in Trey Burke. Uh, Tyler Bay is on a two-way contract. They bring in James Johnson from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Courtney Lee is gone. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is gone. J.J. Berea is going to be gone. Taylor, what do you think about the Mavs moving into next season? I really like the moves that they made. Um, Tyrell Terry makes a ton of sense. So much sense that they're uh, putting a lot of stock into him long term, and they end up shipping out Seth Curry, um, who is who plays a similar role. I think that Tyrell Terry will long term for them. Uh, moved him to Philly, and in return they get a really great player in Josh Richardson. I think who um, will continue to show what he was capable of back in Miami. Now that he is in Dallas with a little more opportunity. Um, I love the off-season moves that they made. They didn't make anything super splashy. Uh, they didn't, you know, make anything super bad. You know, for example, the, the Detroit Pistons that we talked about last week, um, they had a really good draft, had a really bad free agency. And with Dallas, I really like what they did just as a whole. Uh, I really struggle with them because I think they can fluctuate anywhere between two and six in the West. And I actually had them at five. Um, and I'll get into the the other teams I have above them, but it would not surprise me if they are so good, um, especially if, if Porzingis is able to stay healthy and Luka continues to just be one of the best players in the entire league, top five player. I could see them being as high as two, but currently I have the Dallas Mavericks at five. Nice. I also like what the Dallas Mavericks did. I feel like they made moves on the perimeter, on the peripherals, in the margins, um, with the hope that Luka continues to develop into um, a world-renowned superstar that we both, I think, think he can be. Our timer is up. Uh, I have the Dallas Mavericks at six. So you had him at five. And then five. keep in mind, they, they still have the flexibility to chase Giannis if he were interested next offseason. Yes. Um, all right, our next team, Taylor, uh, timer is on. The Denver Nuggets, who ended last season third in the West, made the Western Conference Finals 46-27, and 27, a 63% win rate. So uh, I was very, very high on Denver last season. I'm even higher on them this season, which we'll get into. But our friends over at Bet Online are equally as high on them because they have them a full game ahead of the Dallas Mavericks at 43.5 over under. 43.5, very good. Um, the Denver Nuggets uh, lost Jeremy Grant, which I think we, we – and they lost Torrey Craig. I think both of those are pretty significant. I think we would agree with that. Uh, they bring in – Paul Millsap, or not bring in, but but extend they or bring or back, bring back right. Paul Millsap. And it was uh, rumored that he may leave. 
Yep. Uh, they got Jamichael Green. Um, uh, rookies, they got Zeke Najee. Um, this Composo guy, who I don't know much about, but apparently he can pass the piss out of the ball. <laughs> he can, yes. Uh, they got RJ That's Hampton. Wild. They got Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, and I think they're banking on internal development, especially with guys like MPJ. Taylor, what are your thoughts on Denver? I love Denver. I love Denver. I loved them last season. If you guys go listen to our uh, predictions for about a year ago, um, I actually had Denver as either one or two in my uh, top of the West. I love them again this season, Jacob, especially after what they did in the bubble. And they added uh, some pieces like you mentioned. But I just see players like Michael Porter Jr. and even Bull Bull taking a big step. Jake, I'm, I'm all in on the Denver Nuggets. I have I'm ready two for overall it. in the West. Two, two overall and the West. Nice. I'm into just it, like man. I did last season. I love I think, Denver. Um, I, think losing, I think losing Jeremy Grant is significant for them. It is. Uh, it very is. significant. Uh, I don't like side's going to struggle. Yeah, I don't like Paul Millsap as the fit long-term at the four. Uh, I think they're banking a lot on their young guys, but they have a lot of room to grow. They have a lot of room to grow. If this year is not the year, they can continue moving forward. Uh, they did make the Western Conference Finals. They were a very good team. You also have to remember they were like a centimeter away on a Mike Conley shot from being out in the first round. Uh, they were down 3-1 in the second round. So Nobody asked you. We talk about that Western Conference <laughs> Finals run, um, which was awesome, and it's legitimate, but... It was a struggle to get there. I have the Denver Nuggets at four in the West. That is that is very fair. All right, the next one I think is going to be very polarizing. Um, could go either way very, very much. Let's start the clock. The Golden State Warriors finished 15 out of 15 in the oh, West last year. So tough. 15 and 50 for a 23% win rate. What do they look a like lot this of, year? A lot of injuries there, right? Um, obviously, uh, Clay Thompson will not be playing this season. That is tough. Um, you will get into their their acquisitions, obviously, for this coming season. But Bet Online has them at thirty seven and a half wins. I'm going to be real honest with you, just off the top, Jacob. That feels a little high to me. Oh wow! Steph. Wow. Okay. Uh, they draft James Wiseman number two overall uh, in the NBA draft. They bring in Kelly Oubre Jr., Kent Bazemore, Brad Wanamaker. Um, a whole bunch of other guys you've probably never heard of before that aren't going to make a huge difference and a huge splash. Um, we don't know who they're, exactly they're going to start. We assume it's going to be Steph, Oubre, um, Wiggins, Draymond, and then insert your person at the five. Is it Marquise Chris? Is it James Wiseman? Uh, is it somebody else? So that's a little bit up in the air, but what are your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors? So I do, I, I genuinely do like what they did um, in the offseason post-Clay injury. Um, obviously paying that much for Kelly Hubert Jr. doesn't seem very good um, on, you know, <laughs> from the surface. But with that being said, you know, they, they have the means to do that, which is nice for them. And um, I, I do think that's a good thing. I, I think both, them, both Kelly and uh, Wiggins can play a big role for them, although I do not think this is a team who's going to waste Steph's prime, especially with Clay out. I think they'll be making moves. I, I don't see both of those players, Kelly and Wiggins, uh, staying there post-trade deadline. With that being said, um, I think they're going to be good enough. In fact, they're a team that I see like, you know, maybe being seated four or five in the west through like the first half of the season but jacob when it comes down to it when i was <laughs> listing out my list that i'm still just i'm gonna be real honest with you guys i'm not confident in <laughs> i have the golden state warriors at eight 
Uh, hey, uh, eight seed. We are on the same track so far. I also have My the Warriors man. at eight. Okay, um, good. I don't know if better. they're going to be able to make trades. I think. I, I just agree kept with you though. Down my list. They don't want <laughs> to waste Steph's prime. They owe it to Steph uh, to to push and try to try to win throughout his entire career. Um, so so it's when James be- Harden gets traded to the Warriors, God. we'll obviously bump them up to like three. But <laughs> next up, we have the Houston Rockets. Timer hey, speaking is on. of the Devils, yeah. <laughs> Fourth in the West last year, 44-28, and 28, a 61% win percentage. What are they projected at this year, Taylor? Our friends over at Bet Online have them at 33.5. Wow, that's low. It is, uh, to be completely honest, kind of where I have them. Yep. Uh, they <laughs> lose Russell Westbrook in a trade for John Wall in a first-round pick. They bring in DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Jerry and Grant, Jeremy's brother, uh, they bring in who else did they bring in? Um, Christian Wood, um, Demarcus Cousins, mm-hmm. um, Sterling Brown. Uh, they 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 really did a good job this offseason for what the limited resources that they had. Uh, traded Robert Covington. That hurts. Yes, that that's a big that one. Hurts. Lose Austin Rivers. Lose Jeff Green. Uh, lose Damari Carroll. Lose Tyson Chandler. Uh, lose a whole bunch of guys. Lose Tabo Cephalosha. Uh, we don't know what's going on with James Harden. He's probably in the strip club right now trying his best to uh, get laid and get COVID at the same time. What are your thoughts on Houston, Taylor? Houston, we have a problem. There's my, uh, my, you know. Maybe the most overused phrase in sports. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, I here's the thing. If, if James Harden is going to be on that team for the entire season, He's going to pull you into the playoffs, which means that my um, top eight is going to be wrong. But with that being said, I just he obviously does not want to be there. Whether he texts, you know, John Wall smiley faces or not, um, I just I do not feel good about that. I do not feel good about the chemistry of the team. Um, there's a lot banking on John Wall's health, on uh, Demarcus Cousins' health. On uh, is Christian Wood actually a really solid, well-rounded player, high-scoring player, <laughs> or was he just on a bad team who, when he you know he was forced to get touches and score points? There are so many questions there on this team. Amongst the the big ones that I just mentioned, Jacob, I had the Houston Rockets. After going through my list, I had them at nine in the West, and um, that's kind of assuming that this drama just continues and that James Harden probably won't be there come trade deadline. Very good. We are out of time, so I'll just give my number. I had the Rockets at 10. So, Taylor, we are lining up uh, very closely. That makes me feel better. You're yeah. making me feel better, Jacob. You're welcome. I uh, That's that's my goal in life. I just make people feel better. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm stealing all your thunder. I'm, just, I'm spending all two minutes giving my takes on these nope, teams. No, you're good, man. not letting you go. <laughs> Timer is on. The next team, the L.A. Clippers, who ended the last season second in the West, 49-23, and 23, a 68% win percentage. So for the Los Angeles Clippers, our friends over at Bet Online have them at forty six and a half wins, pretty high. Um, only a we'll get into the Lakers, but that's only a game under the Lakers. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. They bring back Reggie Jackson. Uh, they bring in Nick Batum. They bring in <laughs> Serge Ibaka, uh, Daniel or Oturu. I, I think that's how you say his name. Um, Re-sign Marcus Morris, and uh, one of the bigger moves, they lose Jermichael Green, they lose Montrez Harrell, 
Um, they lose. I think they lose Patrick Patterson. I don't think he came back. Not that that matters at all. No, um, uh, Patterson did get re-signed because you know oh, uh, him and Patter, uh, him and uh, Paul George and, and Paul are yeah are are, are are a package group package deal. Uh, they bring in Luke Kennard, which was a big one as well. I, I do like that. Um, your thoughts on the Clippers? I like the Kennard deal, just like you mentioned. Um, you know, it's kind of like substituting him for Shamit straight up, and I think he will fit that role really nicely. I think he'll kind of be a surprise for people who haven't watched a lot of Detroit basketball, which is absolutely fair. Um, I think he'll, he'll he'll play a really good role for that team and, and do it well. Um, I think the biggest thing here are the chemistry issues. Um, I love Serge coming into that locker room, both on the court and off the court. I think he will fit much better than Montrez did. I think he's going to be perfect for that team. I also think he's going to be really good for that team in the locker room. But with that being said, um, Kawhi and PG, like they're just they're they're unpredictable. You you don't really know with them. But when you have that talent, <laughs> and you add a guy like Serge to that talent, um, I like them a lot, and I can't bet against them. So while the talent on paper they maybe should be like second in the west i had them at four jacob uh fourth overall just because of some of those chemistry issues but that talent's enough to surround all the chemistry issues to to at least keep them in that that top four contention very good yeah i think bringing in surge is good Uh, i question their big man rotation in a western conference that has a lot of big men that are really good i question their point guard rotation reggie jackson is not a good player uh, interest, yeah, interestingly enough, um, you had the Nugs at two. I had them at four. You had the Clippers at four. I have them at two. Okay, so you went ahead and put them at two. Yep, yep. Even I just with think, those questions. I, I, I think the talent is there. I think they'll be able to put it together. I'm so excited to get to um, round three, though. It's we'll, going to be fun. Yeah, we'll see what, what happens with them uh, in the playoffs, though. I think that's going to be really where we see what, what this team is all about. Uh, next team, timer is on. The Los Angeles Lakers. We probably won't have to spend long on this team. Fifty-two yep. and nineteen last season, a seventy-three percent win percentage. Where are they at this year? So our friends at Bet Online, like I mentioned in the previous Clippers, um, they have the Lakers. Sorry, at forty-seven and a half wins, so a full win over the Clippers, and they uh, are in agreement with you, Jacob. They have the Lakers at one, the Clippers at two. Um, and I'm just going to be completely transparent here before you dive into all the uh, acquisitions that they made, which lead me to my point. I have the Lakers at one, Jacob. They're just, they're so good. Same. Yeah. We don't even have to spend a whole lot talking about the Lakers, but we will give them the rest of the two minutes as they deserve. Uh, they lose, or they, they, uh, yeah, they lose Avery Bradley. They lose Dion Waiters. They lose Dwight Howard. Uh, they bring back. Contavious now, Caldwell Pope. Bradley and, and Howard were significant losses, but yes. they just supplemented them as you're about to get into. Yeah. Uh, they bring back Contavious Caldwell Pope. They bring back Keith Morris, uh, Quinn Cook. They lost Rajon Rondo. Uh, AD and James uh, LeBron James signed extensions. Quinn Cook is back. Jared Dudley is back. But the big additions, they bring in Mark Gasol. They bring in Wesley Matthews. <laughs> they bring in Montrez Harrell. Tell uh, him about our guy, Jacob. Tell him about our guy. Six man. Oh, oh! Why am I forgetting this? Dennis Schroeder. Oh, they bring in Dennis Schroeder. Why did I, I leave that off it, the list? Holy. I was building it up for you. I, I thought that's what you were wanting me to do. Oh Jesus! No, I'm just I'm just stupid. That's all that is. I'm just stupid. They bring in Dennis. You're Schroeder. supposed to go with it, Jacob. We have better chemistry in this. They are playing. <laughs> Dennis. I mean, their second lineup. Their their bench is probably the four seed in the East. If we're being honest. Um, exactly so so right. I'll, I'll run through the Lakers real quick. 
they're world champs. Uh, they're really good. I think they got better. <laughs> I think they added more depth. I think they got younger. Uh, any team with LeBron James on it is uh, almost a lock to make the finals at this point in time. Uh, Anthony Davis is entering his prime. This team is a juggernaut, and I think they will be back in the finals. Full agreements, and the only thing I think that since you since you want to go the full two minutes, the things I will add on this team. You only got seven seconds. Fact, okay, seven. Uh, LeBron James signed to uh, to extend his contract to play with Bronny, which is awesome. And whoever drafts Bronny gets LeBron, so that's a huge thing. I can't wait to wait, to follow. And AD uh, followed LeBron with a big extension, which is huge for LA. Perfect. Next team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Last season, Memphis should have made it into the playoffs, but crapped it away in the bubble. They ended up the ninth seed, 34-39. and 39. That's a 46% win percentage. This is such a tough team. Really tough team. This is hard for me as well, but um, it looks like uh, Bet Online also had a tough time with them. They have them at 30 and a half wins. Again, I they, they don't have them like ranked one through eight, so I can't tell you where that ranks for Bet Online, but it kind of falls into where I have them. So 30 and a half wins for the Memphis Grizzlies per Bet Online. Very good. Uh, not a whole lot of offseason moves with the Grizzlies. They didn't have their own first round pick. Uh, that went to Boston. They bring in Xavier Tillman. Uh, they bring in Desmond Bain. Uh, they they signed Jonte Porter to an extension. Uh, DeAnthony Melton to an extension. They're kind of they lose Josh Jackson. That's that's not a huge thing. They're for the most part they're just running their team back uh, and really Plus banking on Bain. yeah. But and then banking on health specifically Justice Winslow and Jaron Jackson Jr. What are your thoughts True. on Memphis? They have the potential to be a really fun, uh, surprising team. They're a team that, you know, four months from now, we're talking about being in, like, sixth place in the West. With that being said, unfortunately, I had them at 11th because, again, preseason is all about on paper. Um, I have some other teams ahead of them, and there's just so much talent in this Western Conference, uh, especially with trade uh, that we will get into the OKC Thunder, um, obviously trading Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. That adds a new team into the mix. You know, you have the, all the Rockets drama. Um, the Warriors are good again. You know, they weren't in the playoff race last year, and now they are um, just by default. So that knocks out teams like the Pelicans and the Grizzlies and the Wolves, and we'll get into those teams. But the Grizzlies are going to be, going to be one of those teams fighting for one of those playing spots. And um, they're a team that could upset some of those teams because of their youth, their athleticism, um, the the chemistry overall. I love the way they've they've built their team. So even if they aren't a great regular season team, I think they'll be a really good play-in, quote-unquote, play-in team, right, um, for the, for the uh, play-in tournament for the playoffs. So I have the Grizzlies at 11. Uh, we'll get into the Pelicans. I have them at 10. I think they're going to be a little better, but uh, Grizzlies at 11 for now, and I'm probably going to to eat those words. Very good. Our two and a half minutes is up, so I'll just give my number. Uh, I also have the Grizzlies at 11. I think they're going to be a team that gets better, but their their record doesn't show it. You really make me feel good, Jacob. You know, you're, you're just here to support me, and I really appreciate it. Next up, one of my best friends. Next up, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last season, they were 14th in the West. Speaking of the Devils, 19 and 45, a 30 percent win percentage. What are they projected this year? 
So uh, this is pretty fair. BetOnline has them at 29.5 wins, which uh, I kind of like. Yep, that seems about right. Uh, they bring in Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. They bring in Anthony Edwards. They bring in Jaden McDaniels. Uh, they re-sign Juancho Hernan Gomez. They re-sign Malik Beasley, who has apparently drug charges and cheated on his wife. Um, they bring but he's in, good at basketball, dang it. <laughs> they bring in Ed Davis. Um, so, so lots and lots and lots of youth. Um, I think it's going to take a while for them to start to gel. They, they're going to need experience. They obviously have their two vets in Cat and uh, D'Lo, but we'll see what the rest of the season brings. What do you feel about the Minnesota Timberwolves? Just another team, and again, like all this comes from ownership, I think, but you have a, a, a tier of teams like the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Wolves, the Kings, and they're differentiated by their, their ownership, right? Um, the way they view the game um, long-term and short-term. Unfortunately, I think the Wolves view it a little more short-term. They're going to want it, it, I don't want to say playoffs are bust. It's not quite there yet, obviously, but um, making the trade they did for D'Lo, they're hoping to get at least into the play-in tournament. I just don't have them there, Jacob. I have them at 12. Um, that would put them behind, in my list, the uh, Houston Rockets at 9, the Pelicans at 10, the Grizzlies at 11, the Wolves at 12. And I know Cat's like generational talent. I know is a really, really good player. Um, they're another team that can just surprise us and be up there at like 5 or 6 <laughs> come into the season. But I have them at 12, and... Um, I don't know. I just don't, don't have a lot of trust in that organization or those players. Yep, I have them at 13, so we're, we're okay. spot on pretty much again. Uh, th- just a lot of youth. I think they can be really good next year the year after, but it's a lot of youth. It's going to be a lot of development. Uh, there's not a lot patient. of defense there right now. Uh, a bit of a, a culture reset in a sense. Uh, I think it's going to take them a while to, to get the, the wheels turning for that, so I have them at 13th. They're going to be scraping bottom of the barrel again. Uh, next team, one that we've been talking about, the New Orleans Pelicans. Our timer is on. The Pelicans ended last season as the 13th worst team in the Western Conference, 30-42 and 42 for a 42% win rate. What do you got for the Timberwolves next year? Or sorry, not the Timberwolves, the Pelicans. <laughs> Timberwolves, the Pelicans. So uh, I already mentioned this when I was uh, discussing the Wolves, but I had the Pelicans at 10th overall in the West um, just because of the youth. But betonline.ag has the Pelicans at, and I'm sorry, I just lost it. Oh boy, okay, here it is, sorry. 35 and a half wins. Okay, that seems pretty fair. <laughs> Which seems fair, I agreed, sorry. I uh, was looking for Pelicans. No, you're good. Wins. They bring in Sandarius <laughs> Thornwell, they bring in Wendon Gabriel, uh, they drafted Kira Lewis Jr., uh, I love that draft pick. Yeah. I'll be real honest. I do like that draft pick. They I don't like signed Brandon signs. Ingram to a max contract extension. Um, they make the Drew Holiday trade. It ends up getting them Eric Bledsoe. What's the other player from Minis- or from Milwaukee that it got them? Eric Bledsoe. Just Eric uh, Bledsoe? Sorry, you said Bledsoe. Uh, I think they just got I, I think oh, just man. Bledsoe. They also bring in Steven Adams uh, and a handful of picks. Our beloved Steven. Yes. Um, they lose guys like Etwan Moore, Derek Favors, Frank Jackson, uh, Kenrich Williams, Zylan Cheatham. Thoughts on the Pelicans, Taylor? Uh, I I do really love David Griffin with this team. He is uh, building for the future with Zion and Brandon Ingram, but he's also uh, keeping a competitive team. 
you know he's not going full rebuild either. And, and it don't forget he's building for the future forward. with all those draft picks too. He's, right, exactly. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, you know, he has a lot of opportunity to um, – if this team isn't quite as good as they hope they, that they may be, if they don't reach their full potential, kind of like I have them here. I actually have them uh, at 10 overall in the West. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, so if they – hit 10 overall in the west then you can trade off some of those guys um right like the 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 older bets and you can build use those picks and kind of rapidly rebuild (laughs) toward around zion williamson but um as i have in this season i have not overall at 10 the west just because there's going to be going to be some chemistry issues and there's so much high level talent um above them with some of these other teams yeah my biggest question for them is shooting um i have them at nine I like it. Let's, I like it. We're close again. Two and a half minutes for the Oklahoma City Thunder, although we'll spend about an hour and a half on them here in a week and a half. Oklahoma no City Thunder end last season, uh, fifth in the West, 44-28, and 28, tied with the Rockets, a 61% win percentage. What does BetOnline have Oklahoma City for next year? BetOnline has them at 23 and a half. That sounds about correct. Uh, if I read off the additions and subtractions of the Thunder uh, we're not only we'll going to use the night. two and a half minutes for them. <laughs> yeah, we're going to use two and a half hours for that. So we're not. We gave you guys a training camp earlier to, in the podcast. Yes. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. So Taylor, let's skip our Thunder talk because we're going to do that extensively moving forward. Just give me your number for the Thunder in the Western Conference. Uh, I have them at 15, baby 15. tank. I also have them at 15. Tank, baby tank. Now we're talking. All right. We don't even have to use our timer on that one. I like it. Beautiful. Next team that I'm very excited to talk about is the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Phoenix ends last season 10th in the West, 34-39, and 39, a 47% win rate after that 8-no bubble run. So our friends at Bet Online have them at 38.5 wins, which may be kind of fair, Jacob, but if we're being real honest, I might hit that over. Yeah. Uh, key additions and subtractions. They bring in Chris Paul. They bring in Jay Crowder, Langston Galloway, Eats one more. They bring back Dario Saric. Uh, they lose a couple of guys um, like Elia Kobo. Um, they bring back Javon Carter. Sorry. They lose Aaron Baines. They lose Chuck Diallo. They lose Frank Kaminsky. Um, Jalen LeCue. J- Jalen um, they, uh They brought in uh, – wow, why did I just go blank? Uh, Crowder. Yeah, Jay Crowder. <laughs> I, think, I think I mentioned him. I can't remember. But a very, very fun team that should be very good next season. What are your thoughts on the Suns? I love the Suns, and that's what made this this whole thing so difficult. Um, and I think it's my bias, <laughs> right? Because if I'm doing this last season, and Chris Paul is not on the on the OKC Thunder, I probably don't have the Phoenix Suns so high. Um, but I started with them as high as six, and I had to kind of adjust as I like realized I left off teams. <laughs> so I actually have them at seven overall in the West. I I, I love what they did. Um, I think Phoenix Suns, and rightfully so, if they get the Chris Paul that we got as OKC fans this past season, plus you know prime Jay Crowder, um, and then the young guys continue to take leaps and Bridges and um, uh, Booker and Aiden, like they could be a, again. There's so much variation with these <laughs> these Western teams. They could be much higher up there in the West, but. As it stands right now, I'm just I'm throwing them in there at seven. Um, I think they'll be a team that wins games that they shouldn't, and probably loses some games that they shouldn't as well. Yeah, um, incredible starting lineup that I'm in love with: Chris Paul, oh, Devin so Booker, good. Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, 
What a fun, fun starting five. Uh, their bench needs a little bit of help. Hey, they're a really good George Hill team. I'm just saying. They are a really oh, good George absolutely. Hill team. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they get uh, in? Taylor, we are on the same wavelength. I have them at seven as well. Um, <laughs> we are spot on the West. That makes yep, me feel a lot We are better. killing it. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next team. Our timer is on. That next team would be the Portland Trailblazers, who got the eighth seed in the West last year, 35 and 39, a 47% win rate. Tell us about them for next year. Jacob, I kind of think this might be where we differ. However, okay. our friends over at Bet Online have them at 40 and a half wins. 40 and a half. Okay, so that would be 40 and 32. They bring in Harry Giles, which I loved. Uh, they bring in Derek Jones Me Jr. Too. Um, they re sign Rodney Hood, who's healthy. <laughs> uh, they bring in via trade Robert Covington. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel is gone. Jalen Horde is gone. Um, but Carmelo Anthony re-signs. They lose Hassan Whiteside. That's probably a good thing. Um, did yeah. I mention Derek Jones Jr.? I think I did mention Jer- Derek Jones Jr. They uh, they added a lot of wing depth here. How do you feel about Portland going into the season? I love it. I really do. Um, they really supplemented talent around Dame and CJ. Um, I, I agree with you. I like getting rid of Whiteside because they are very crowded in the backcourt. And then picking up a guy like Harry Giles, I think it's just a, a great swing uh, for the fences that you have the luxury of being able to do, um, even if it doesn't pay out. I, I really, really love Portland. Um, I think Dame and CJ are just absolutely hungry. The Robert Covington addition, I, I think, is exactly the type of thing they needed. Oh, 100%. That Covington, it, it, it just it fits perfect. So with all that being said, Jacob, I have them as high as three in the West right now. Taylor, it's stupid how close our brains work. <laughs> Port, Portland's number three for me. We, we, we need to bring in Kamiari. He's like, oh, I have Portland eight in the yeah. West. I, uh, I thought this was going to be my hot take. I thought you and I were going to differ on this one. I love what Portland did. Uh, I think we're too similar, Jacob. I think they they <laughs> tweaked things where they needed to. They added what they needed to. They have the size to compete against teams like the Lakers and like the Nuggets. Um, yeah, I have them at three behind the two LA teams. I know you have Denver ahead of them. Uh, I have the two LA teams and then Portland uh, as that number three seed in the West. That I think they're going to be a good team this year if they can stay healthy. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. Agreed, agreed. All right, let's move from a really good team to a really bad team. The Sacramento Kings, who ended last season. Kings. Yeah, um, 15, 13, 14, 12. Yeah, 15, 14, 13, 12th in the West, 31, 41, 43% win rate. What does it look like next year for the Kings? So the Sacramento Kings are uh, 28 and a half wins, which I think is pretty spot on um, on betonline.ag. Very good. They lose Alex Len. They lose Bogdan Bogdanovic. Uh, they lose Harry Huge. Giles. They lose Kent Bazemore. Um, they bring in Glenn Robinson the third. They drafted Jamias Ramsey. Um, they uh, bring in uh, woohoo Frank Kaminsky. Um, they bring in Hassan Whiteside. It's uh, King Kang's gonna Kangs. Uh, they do bring in Tyrese Halliburton, which we liked in the draft. How do you feel about Sacramento? Taylor. I feel really bad about for uh, Halle Burton, and I feel really bad for um, De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Kangs are going to Kangs, and therefore I have Matt 13, um, only because they are going to try and compete for that play-in spot, uh, or the, I guess, the, yeah, the play-in tournament or whatever. Um, 
they won't tank like they should and try and get a really good player like a Kate Cunningham in the next draft or in the Money Bates in the draft after as we continue to talk about as OKC is so strategically doing. Um, unfortunately for the Kings, they do not have that kind of leadership. <laughs> so I just... I don't know. I just I, I hope the best for De'Aaron Fox because I like him. But I have Kings at the thirteenth team in the West this season. I have them at fourteen. They're just not any good. They're just flat yeah. out not any good. Uh, they made moves. They got younger. Uh, it's just rinse and repeat with the Kings. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I feel bad for their fans. But it just it's simply that's what it feels like. It's just rinse. Hey, we we know some really cool Kings fans. Yes, like from the Blue Wire Podcast. Definitely, and, there's and some great awesome guys that are Kings fans, and I feel bad for them because again, it's just rinse your hands, go into the next season, do the same shit over again. Agreed. Two teams left. The next one timer's on. San Antonio Spurs who ended last season as the 10th seed in the West, 32 and 39, a 45% win rate. So this is where we're going to differ just basically by a spot based off where you had the Kings. Um, so bet online has them at 29 and a half wins over under. Very good. Uh, they bring, they draft Devin Vassell, Trey Jones. They bring in Kate's uh, Keita Bates Diop. I, that's a mouthful. I struggled there. <laughs> that is. They signed. But I like I like those for, for the San Antonio system. I think yep, that's, they, that's solid. They sign, re-sign uh, Jakob Pertl. Um, besides that, not a whole lot going on here with uh, with the Spurs during the offseason. So how do you feel about the Spurs? The Spurs are waiting for Doc to retire so that way they can begin the rebuild. And they will do it smartly. Uh, smartly is not a word. They will do it intelligently. There it is. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like they'll they'll be successful in doing so, but with Pop in his last year, two years, three years of coaching, um, you know, I I think they're just going to continue to try and compete. Um, you have guys like I think DeRozan's in an expiring this season. You can trade him for you know probably an asset you can, you can milk something out of that um i would not be surprised to see them do that with him and aldridge come a trade deadline uh, but i think for at least the first half of the first half of the season they are going to let doxy what he can do with this squad um especially if he's getting close to retirement so for all those reasons um it probably makes sense where you have them jacob <laughs> you know trying to compete for one of those uh i guess those those playing spots but um i think when push comes to shove they will probably trade some away or trade away some of those guys and um when it comes down to it they'll also be tanking this season kind of like the, the thunder are even if it's competitive tanking um so even if the spurs and the thunder rank above some of those eastern conference team next season i have the spurs at 14 and the thunder at 15 nice i have the spurs at 12 um, okay. Same thing. Oh, wow. I just I don't think they made a lot of a lot of moves. I don't think they got better. Uh, I think it's probably going to be in their best interest to deal some of these older guys. They they're kind of really overloaded at guard. I mean, they have Derek White. They have um, uh, Murray. Yeah, Dejounte Murray. Oh, there's our timer. I told you guys I wasn't going to let that go off. Sorry. Um, they drafted Trey Jones. Something's got to give there. I have them at 12 just because I think their older guys will win them some games. Last team, Taylor, of the West. This has been a marathon, but here we are. The Utah Jazz, who were the sixth seed in the West. 44 and 28, a 61% win percentage. So our friends at BetOnline have them at 42 and a half wins, 
which is uh, pretty fair and pretty close to a lot of some of the other teams that they have here in the West. Again, it's going to be a really close, really close race. Um, they bring in, bring back Derek Favors after a year in New Orleans. Donovan Mitchell gets his max rookie extension. They re-sign Jordan Clarkson. They ship out Ed Davis. Um, nothing really else really big with them. Uh, just some moves on like the very, very far edges, kind of bringing the same team back and uh, praying for good health. Mike Conley, um, Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, all those guys. So how do you feel about Utah? Utah is such a tough team. And first and foremost, let me shout out my guy, Shaquille Harrison. Yo, I missed that. Shaq uh, Harrison signed today. Just today. Uh, I'm really excited for him. I actually, I was texting him when he got waived from the Bulls. Um, I think he texted me off and on for probably about an hour. Um, I could tell he was kind of down the dumps. But today I texted him. He only texted me one text and reply. I could tell he was very excited. <laughs> so I'm really happy for him. Um, he's a guy that the... Uh, that the Jazz can actually use, but I'm not going to waste our time on that. Um, please go and follow Tony Jones of The Athletic because he wrote a really good ad- article that I think that describes it perfectly. With that being said, the Jazz, this is just so tough because the Jazz are another team that could finish anywhere from like three to seven, right? Um, largely depending on health and the leaps of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. But they're more of a playoff team who are going to perform really well in the playoffs. And maybe during the play, during the regular seasons, or there's going to be things they're trying to find. Maybe, you know, I don't want to say taking games off, but they're going to be clicking or reaching their level nearly as much as they are in the playoffs. Um, and that was kind of seen this past season. So because of that, I actually have the, de- the Jazz at six. And that is only because I think the, the superstar talent of Luka Doncic will put the Dallas Mavericks uh, slightly above them at five, um, where the Jazz will, will kind of be fluctuating with the, the Mavericks throughout the season, um, and, and the Clippers for that matter as well, depending on you know Kawhi and PG and their health and, and their level of play. I think the four through six will be fluctuating quite a bit this season. So I have the Jazz at six right now, um, but again, I could see them finishing as high as even second in the West, depending on the health of some of their all-stars. Very good. Uh, Out of time, I'll take the Jazz at fifth. So Taylor. Okay, so we're close. Before we hit the outro music and get out of here, um, why don't you run through, not your one through eight, but your one through ten in the West, considering 9 and 10 have a chance to make the playoffs due to the play-in tournament. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so my first overall is the Lakers. My second is the Nuggets, really high on the Nuggets. My third are the Blazers, also high on the Blazers. My fourth through six, I'm a little, again, uncomfortable about, but four, I have the Clippers. Five, I have the Mavericks. Six, I have the Jazz. Seven, I have Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to be rooting for them pretty pretty hard this this uh, this season with the, the Thunder going through a rebuild. And eighth, I have the Golden State Warriors. So then my ninth and tenth spots for those play-in, play-in spots. Um, nine, I have the Houston Rockets. I think there's a lot of drama there with, with James Harden. And ten, I have the Pelicans. I think there's just a little more talent there that puts them above the Grizzlies there at 11. Um, we have the same top ten, just a slightly different order. I have Lakers. Clippers at two, uh, Portland at three, Nuggets at four. I had the Jazz at five, the Mavericks at six, the Suns at seven, Warriors at eight, uh, nine. I have the Pelicans and ten. I have the Rockets. So it sounds like you and Ooh. I are on the same playing field as far as oh, yeah. the ten Definitely. teams. 
that are going to have a chance to make the playoffs and then five teams that are not going to get there. I think there will probably be a pretty decent-sized gap uh, between, well, uh, number 11, Memphis, is going to be kind of close, but after that, I think it's a pretty significant drop-off. So, uh, very good, Taylor. Two weeks, we got through all 30 teams. I'm pretty proud of us. We're... Uh, it was fun. It was a ton of fun. I mean, it's just it's gonna going to be a fun season so long as everybody can stay healthy and that the the season can actually finish. Right? We we don't have to have you know multiple pauses in play, or we don't have to like finish in a bubble. We'll see how it goes. Definitely, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, just a quick reminder: we will be back with you guys Saturday night with our first post game podcast of the season after the preseason game against the Spurs. Then Sunday night, the live stream show at 9 p.m. Central Time. Come and join us on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Go follow us or subscribe to any of those spots so you can watch us. That episode will drop as a podcast Monday morning. After that, it's post-game pods and the Sunday night show for the foreseeable future. Love to have you join along. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom, tell your dog's best friend's owner. Tell anybody. Come check out the Uncontested. We'd love to have you guys come hang out with us. You guys have a great rest of your week. Please stay safe and stay healthy. Keep wearing those masks. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Even though it's just a preseason game, we will be live tweeting it from at the underscore uncontested. So go follow along. And then again, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you can get that post-game pod immediately after the game. We will talk to you then as always. Thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.